For more than a decade, FTI has strived to become the leader in the aftermarket, performance, transmission, and converter industry. We've joined forces with McLeod Driveline Components under the leadership of Top Fuel Funny Car Pilot Paul Lee, and now have a larger distribution network, more resources, and more power. Come see us in the pits and ask how you can join the FTI family. It's not cheating. It is the competitive edge. It's time for an inside look at the most powerful motorsport on the planet. WFO Radio, NHRA Nitro. This is WFO Radio. Hey everybody, WFO, welcome back to another edition of WFO Radio, NHRA Nitro. Joe Costello back with you following the Thanksgiving holiday. Oh yes, I am so much fatter. Oh man, I can barely breathe from all the food that I have consumed and yet not too tired and exhausted to bring you a little WFO this week. We got to get with it. We got to get going. We got winners to catch up with from the Auto Club Finals. I'm part of that EPAR Trade Industry Week this week. Got a lot going on. We got Brittany Force going to be on the show a little bit later on in the week. I'm talking about Wednesday at an unusual time, 6.30 p.m. approximately. All going to be going down this week, next week, PRI, the PRI Trade Show. It is going to be great. Now, I got a bunch of sponsors. I got a bunch of people to tell you about. We're going to start this one off a little bit different. I want everybody to share the show, get fired up. Let's talk drag racing uh, at an unusual time, right? Monday starting off right, but people will have this all week to work, uh, and it'll be great. So we're going to get in with our funny car winner from the Auto Club Finals. Mr. Cruz Pedragon joins us now. What's up, Cruiser? How are you? Hey, Joe. I'm good, man. How are you doing? I'm great. I'm great. Like if that's your backyard, man, I want to hang out. <laughs> this is Melissa's backyard out here in Glendora, but uh, yeah, it's pretty nice. A little cloudy today. We've had, yeah. we've had, uh, we've had sunny, but yeah. All right. Well, regardless, right. There are people in Indiana and Ohio who are want to punch us in the face. Uh, <laughs> if spend too much time talking about that kind of stuff. Happy yeah. Monday to you. Did you have a great uh, Thanksgiving? Yeah, we did, Joe. We're out here in California. We I've been out here since Vegas, actually, the Vegas race, and stayed out here for uh, after Dallas. Actually, flew out here and just stayed on the West Coast. Love the West Coast. I'm from here, Southern California. So uh, we stayed out here after the finals. Enjoyed uh, enjoyed some of the weather. We're going back uh, day after tomorrow. We're going back Wednesday. Get back at it. Excellent. Well, everybody is checking in. I want to talk to you about your finals performance, but you've got something else going on. And since I love all forms of racing, let's talk about Jacob Allen. You made a big announcement just minutes ago. You've been teasing on your social media and doing a great job of it. Uh, your participation with the Chili Bowl coming up not long from now. That is one of the great benchmark motorsport events to start the year, right? Like a year doesn't start without the Chili Bowl. It's just part of it for racers. You're going to be involved. You're putting together a team. Jacob Allen, son of Bobby Allen, is going to be your first team driver. Tell us. Yeah, actually, I've been involved with the Chili Bowl several years. I took a little break 2012 to last year. I took a car out there, an older car, but I decided to build two really nice cars And uh, with my buddy Peterbilt Steve out of Tulsa, Steve Carboni, whose dad raced back in the 60s. He's building the cars as we speak. So I'm going to have two cars here. I'm going to make the second announcement of the second driver tomorrow. So stay tuned on my social page. But Jacob Allen is a great young driver. He's a five-time winner this year on the World of Outlaw Tour. And 
Um, they actually came about through a good friend of mine called me and said uh, he was looking for a ride. And a lot of these chili bowl rides, uh, you know, these are little, they call them midget cars, but they're actually $80,000 uh, cars if you if you buy everything the right way and do all that. So they're pretty pricey little cars. So it's fun for me, uh, Joe. It's during the off season. We're not doing anything. It's a, it's the who's who of motorsports. You get NASCAR drivers, World of Outlaw drivers, modified midgets, all the different uh race series drivers come there and drive these cars so it's a great event it's an indoor event some of you have not that know much know a lot about it they probably hold fifteen thousand people standing room only it's a week-long event a uh, lot of partying a lot of racing it's a good time so yeah jacob allen is going to drive uh, one of my spike chassis cars and uh we'll make the announcement for the second driver tomorrow that is great that is great i love it i love that you went uh, back east right you picked an east coast guy to be your representative and that whole, uh, you know, that Pennsylvania posse style uh, group that they got going on in PA. Uh, they put out some great racers. I know that. Yeah. You know, Jacob's never run the chili bowl and he really, he's a really nice, uh, uh, I call him a kid. He's 28, but he really expressed to me uh, how bad he wanted to do it. And he's, a, you know, he drives these 410, uh, 900 or 1000 horsepower sprint cars and he's never been in a midget before. So it ought to be fun. We're going to try to get him some practice before the event and then get the, you know, the chili bowl is a pretty crowded. There's probably going to be just to give you perspective, probably over 300 entries and they're only going to line up like 25 or 26 cars for the Saturday night feature. So they're going to have to whittle that thing down from 300 cars all the way down. So just to make that Saturday night uh, event uh, is going to be a special, it's going to take a special car and driver. But I think, Anybody, I've always felt like this. Anybody that can drive a 410 outlaw car can drive a midget. Uh, now, midgets are 350 horsepower, little uh, 900 pound little uh, rocket ships. So, and it's a little quarter mile track. So, ought to be fun. And I don't, I want to point out, I don't charge for the ride. Like, I'm, I just reached out to the drivers that I want to drive to give an opportunity as I was given back when I was a young driver. So, I'm kind of giving back, Joe, at the same time, having a good time doing it. You're not being paid to fill the fill this team. I, I I love that cruise. And I, I like the whole chili bowl deal too. Of course, we're gonna talk NHRA drag racing. Maybe yep. we've looped in some sprint car guys here on this deal. But uh yep. I'm under the impression that they're all cheated up. Like that's what's cool about it, right? Like, what are the rules? Yeah, you know what <laughs> what, what, what like you tell me though, but uh how thick is the rule book over there? I hear people bring, you know, it's kind of a run what you brung deal, which is rare these days and intriguing. Yeah, well, the guy that puts it on runs the uh, American Sprint Car Series, uh, Emmett Hahn, who's a very well-known sprint car promoter. So it, it it does have legit rules. You can't show up there with a V8 going against these guys. So there, there's, they're a little lax. There is a weight. I'm sorry, the weight is the only thing that isn't uh, in effect. There's no scale to weigh the cars afterwards. So you might get a car that's 30, 40 pounds lighter. But really, the, the cars that are going to go fast are the cars that have a good good car, good driver, uh, and not not do anything for the rules, bending the rules. But yeah, it's a, you know, like I said, it's it's well run. The track is prepped like you've never seen. They, he gets all of his people there, um, so you might have a guy spin out, and the, within ten seconds, there's probably ten people there pushing the car. So it's a very well run uh, thing. And like I said, it's it goes Monday through this is I think January eighth through the twelfth, uh, Monday through through Saturday. So um, we're gonna run. Uh, so you only get to you get to pick what night your driver gets to run. So we're going to go Wednesday with uh, with uh, my other driver. We'll be announced tomorrow, and then Jacob will run Thursday. Then they all run on Saturday, and like I say, they whittle down 
uh, that field uh, with the, what we call alphabet soup. So instead of a B main or a C main that we're used to at a normal event, we're going to get down to the middle of the alphabet all the way up, and then they're going to take just keep whittling them down until they get. It would be like us showing up to a drag. Instead of it being 20 funny cars, there's like uh, 300 funny cars. So there are only 16 spots. So as you can imagine, it gets, uh, you know, there'll be some good cars not make the field. My goal, though, Joe, is to make the A main on the night we run, our our, our particular night. And then if we could get, uh, get a break, you know, stay out of some trouble and not crash, you know, hey, there's always a shot we can make the Saturday big dance. That would be great. I wish you luck. We'll be following the story. I know PRI is coming up and everybody's going to be talking about all of these things. We will yep. keep it alive on WFO as uh, you know, I love when drag racers turn left one way or another, but drag racers are, are better when they're going straight, especially was this auto club finals. You know, I, I, everyone likes to compare things to the best thing ever, right? Was like that your best performance weekend of your drag racing career, career bests, like every time down the track, practically, and you won the race, you've had great moments, you've won championships, but as far as like single day of performance, that had to be close to it. Without a doubt, Joe, it was uh pretty surreal and every run and qualifying, we were just trying to go down the track. People think we were just dialing up 384s, but believe it or not. Uh, JC and the team were adjusting the car uh, just to keep up with the car, the traffic or uh, traffic, keeping up with the uh, with the track conditions. And so our goal, believe it or not, after that 384, we knew it was a great run. We didn't want to go out there and just blow the tires off the next run or go out there and try to, oh, let's run a 382. Or We were just maintaining and racing smart. And, and lo and behold, Joe, it carried us all the way through. And in the final round, we were pretty confident going up against the newly crowned champion, uh, uh, Ron Caps. And and you know we and I'm glad we raced Ron because really uh, that's the champion of this year. Uh, he gave us he gave it his best shot. They ran a 385, and and we ran that 383 and and edged him out there. So yeah, I would say top to bottom in my career, Joe, without a doubt, this was the the uh, uh, the biggest win of my career as far as performance, domination, every run. The car just was. Uh, yeah, it was the best car. It reminded me of the 92 McDonald's car, but I, even that car, as good as it was, I don't know that we strung together eight runs grouped together in a little tight window like that. That was pretty spectacular. Yeah, amazing stuff, especially coming off of the decision to put the five disc on the shelf, right, and, like, evolve beyond it, which I know wasn't an easy decision. And, and coming to where you were, um, it happened for a reason, and uh, I totally understand that, right? Like it was a big book of knowledge for the five disc that JC is bringing over all his years with Tobler and all that stuff, right? But at some point, the rest of the elements changed and you had to change to make the decision to adapt. And you did. And it was great to see you get a payoff right away. Talk a little bit about that. Like, hey, man, this we, we got all this knowledge with the five disc, but we're the last ones running the deal and ultimately to go away from it. Well, yeah, it really took us underperforming, underachieving all summer. And, you know, and I had conversations with JC. I'm sure he was tired of hearing me, you know, question what we were doing. And so it, it really took us, uh, you know, really not being our best. And I knew we could do so much better. So you're right. Elements change, track conditions change, whatever, whatever the case, the five disc just wasn't working. And it wasn't only the five disc. There was some other things with the engine and uh, the horsepower level. There's a lot of things at play, and it's not just the clutch. A lot of people think, oh, you just put another clutch disc in it, and away you go. 
there's several other details that uh, that are involved in that. And so, uh, so anyway, we came to that conclusion, and we brought on Lee Beard just as an extra set of eyes to look over, uh, you know, what we were doing. We brought Lee in. Actually, we ran a five disc at St. Louis. Lee was there just observing, and so uh, through a group meetings and conversations, we decided to put the six disc in at Dallas right out of the box Friday. Boom, let's hit it, and uh, and it showed signs of life it's and jc and these guys have run the six disc before so there was a there was some data there it wasn't like we just here let's just throw this thing in cold turkey there was knowledge behind the scenes uh data uh runs that we could look at so it really all came together and then we tested i tell you that the 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 corner we turned was in uh, we were able to run in vegas on monday and we ran a 388 really soft smooth and then we didn't look back. Since then, we've run nine 380s. The slowest was at 388 on Monday and after Vegas heading into Pomona. So, um, yeah, I mean, it was uh, 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 it was a, not a tough decision, but it was a decision we had to make. Because really, if you look at all the cars that are winning, Joe, uh, whether it's Hagen, Robert Height, Caps, these guys that are winning the races were all the six-disc clutches. And auto racing now, the guys that go off on their own, those days are – kind of over you, you have to kind of go with what's what works and uh with all the finances and all the sponsors everybody involved the results you've got to have those results right uh, pretty much every week so we we decided to go with standardize our car and uh and it really i, I think it speaks to our uh to jc ryan uh, lee and all the guys working on the car that we actually had what it took in there we just had a fine tune it and dig it out. So it's really a credit to the team that we were able to, you know, the, they, the guys put the car together flawlessly every run. We could have made mistakes. Boom. We were just, it got to the point in that day, <laughs> Sunday, Joe, I got to tell you that we were like, man, we better win this race or we're going to look like some fools here with the best car and not be able to close the deal. So we, we kept focus and we were able to close it. And man, what a, what a nice celebration it was into the evening there with all the fans and um, you know, Pomona, you know, I'm from here. So it was really cool. Yeah. You, uh, there's, there's so much to unpack right there. Like you, you go through this amazing day and you're, you're, you start to think, oh my gosh, if we blow this, <laughs> like I can imagine, right? Like you're having your best race of your life. The guys, yes, they're hungry yeah. to win and like, ah, the, a different <laughs> self-imposed pressure pops up who's in the other lane ron caps did you ever entertain the idea that they might not run that car that you might not have an opponent for the final uh others were talking about it guido says no chance we were going to run it every second and he told me that right after the semi-final win but i know there were rumors floating like oh they should park it they should they should not risk the oil down penalty uh what was your side of that whole deal I've heard that so many times, not that the stakes were any higher, but I remember I was going to race, uh, I think it was in Denver and everybody said, Oh, we have a single. It was against Terry Haddock. He's not going to show up. Oh man, Terry Haddock, now he's going to sit out. Guess what? We start the car. <laughs> I hear Terry Haddock start another final round. This was in, uh, Houston, 1992. I'm racing flash Gordon Minio, my first final round in the nitro funny car ever. Right. So we're racing. So, he doesn't start. They give me the, the one, hey, man, you're on a single. This is the final round for the big race, right? I look up at the screen. I hear this guy doing a burnout. So for me to sit there and think that that Caps was not going to run or anything like that, I didn't. First of all, I didn't hear that. 
I heard a little, a few rumblings about certain things he has to do or, or regards to not crossing the center line. I heard a little bit of that, but honestly, Joe, we were just so focused on our own operation that I thought, you know what? I ain't buying this. Uh, he's going to be there. He's going to give us his best shot. And that's exactly what happened. He was on it. He was, he was right there. We were, there was side by side and you know, the rest was history, but, uh, you learn as if you've been around this long enough, Joe, and I'm sure you have been, I've, I have been, it's like, uh, you kind of tend not to let's pay too much attention to that because what if the guy shows up and trying to rip your head off? So, yeah. Yeah. You know, what's funny is force told me a story, uh, very similar to that from the old days, right? Like when guys are racing for their meals, yeah. uh, if they came over to him and they told him, look, kid, don't worry, we're broke. Uh, you know, you're going to get this one. And he went out and did this big old burnout. And then there they were, they were right next to him. And, um, you know, oh, yeah. if there's gamesmanship as well, but that final though, wow. What a, what an amazing run you and caps he's 85 and that's not enough. 83, nine, three And I had spoken with you earlier in the day, you were working on speed. Right. You had found the ET. Yeah. Speed yeah. Was elusive, and it came around in that final round. Uh, you know how, uh, if you can tell us. Well, it, it, the speed has been something if we felt if we could go along and get that because we were running three or yeah, three thirty, three thirty one. And we thought, you know, some of these cars were racing or running. They're pushing three thirty seven, three thirty eight. So we felt like if we could get the car to run the back half like we have the front half. We'll really have something. So um, and that's exactly what happened. They. Uh, uh, you know, the crew chiefs are just tuning on the on the engine and just getting the, you know, getting everything uh, dialed in. And so, um, you know, fuel curves, there's a lot of timing, clutch. There's a lot of little things that they were adjusting. And I try to stay out of that, let them do their job. And uh, I just know that the car was accelerating uh, from the middle to the finish line a little harder than it had been. So and for it to run 335, believe it or not, it actually broke the blower belt on that last run there. So uh, Lee came up to me afterwards and he said, man, I, he says, I think we can get it to go like 337 or 338 once we get a few more runs under our belt. So, yeah, it was, uh, it, you know, it's nice because you really, when you look at the ETs, uh, Joe, it's not just a blasting down the track. You've got to look at all the incremental times and, um, and we were hitting all the marks even earlier in the year with the five disc, we were hitting the early numbers really good. It just, you know, what was eluding us is that mid tracks burst. And some of these guys, uh, like I would say Hagen's car is probably one of the better cars. Man, that thing flat will get it from half track to the finish line. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's nice that the Snap-on Tools car, uh, uh, it, you know, we can go toe-to-toe with these guys and, uh, it, you know, and try to win these races moving forward. Big thanks to everybody who's sharing the show out there on the social media. We're at a special day and time with Cruiser as everybody's getting ready for uh, PRI and all the big events that are coming up. Thank you for sharing the show. Everybody on WFO just needs to be ready. A show, just like with you racing, right? You've got to always be ready. You never know when we're going to pop on with Cruz Pedregon, Craig Anderson, and Angie Smith. So what's your take on the on the season now? Like, you're ready for next year? There's, there's work to do, of course, but... Um, it looks like you've got your team together now, right? You got, uh, Ryan's going to get a rip has gone into retirement. Of course, Rip Reynolds, great guy. And, uh, JC Ryan Elliott, Lee Beard, is he going to be full-time consultant? Uh, what is the lay of the land for Chris Pedregon racing 2023? Yeah, we're going to move Ryan up to the co-crew chief position work with, work, work with JC and, and the team for the most part is intact. Uh, there's one, our guy, uh, 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 well, obviously Rip retired and our guy, uh, uh, 
God, I'm terrible with names. Uh, our cylinder head guy is. I'm oh, sorry. Uh, me too. I am the worst uh, at it with the names. Colton. Colton. I, I love Colton. He's from El Paso. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna uh, move on and, and uh, raise a family. So you know, every year there's always a few guys you might have to replace, but for the most part, we're intact. Lee Beard is gonna come back as a consultant next year. He's excited about that. We actually put that deal together uh, in Vegas uh, the week before or two weeks before that. So yeah, you know, for the, for the off season, like most owners, Joe, it's about. Uh, really accumulating your equipment, evaluating, you know, get all the parts together, all the fun stuff, get all, you know, re-gear as a reload, I guess, they, as they say. And um, not going to make a lot of changes, honestly. The car that we have been running, uh, it has some runs on it, but guess what? It made those spectacular runs. So the last thing we want to do is start changing, you know, because we've done, I've, I've won a championship. I remember in 08, uh, myself and Ron Tobler, we Oh man, we're gonna bring out this new car, man. Wait, we're gonna real and mind you, we won the finals over Ron Caps, and we're in there changing cars. Yeah, let you know, you know, and so as a team, you learn, man, you don't really need to make a lot of changes. And so for us, we're just gonna like we have a new car that has like a handful of runs on it, and we'll run that later in the season, Joe. But it's really a matter of of uh, just enjoying the off season, getting your guys back up to speed they're all back at the shop this week and, and really prepare you know just prepare get the trailers some of the projects you know these trucks and trailers go up and down the road bouncing around so we'll i'm sure fix some of the things that ailed the trailer make sure the generators and the trucks and everything you know all the support equipment uh is up to speed so you know really that's what we're going to focus on that is great all right one final question before i let you go uh in that i, I am just personally so excited about what's happening in NHRA drag racing for all of us. And yeah. to watch those, uh, the championship battle, and then you, you turn it upside down in the finals by like getting in there with some strong performances and all of these great teams that are maybe at the greatest they've ever been all at the same time, you know, caps, Robert Hagen, you, you know, force still mixing it up, man. This still guy has got a fight in there. Like, yeah. man, this, and we just talked about funny car. We're going to hear from Greg Anderson next, but you've been around a long time cruiser and you're still in the middle of it. Compare now to some of the other golden eras that you've either watched, participated in, or been around status of the sport at the moment. Well, it's great. And you just pointed out why, you know, a lot of these crew chiefs and drivers have stuck together and they're not, there's not a lot of a change in mixing up the different people. And I think that is what lends itself to uh, strong performances across the board, not just with the top guy, uh, Caps. If you look at Caps, even though he became an owner, he's he's been with Guido. They've stuck together. Uh, same thing with, with the height. They're sticking, you know, if you look at all these teams, us, uh, whenever you see turnover with personnel and changes, that's when you see drop-offs. Um, and so these guys are all sticking together. Uh, looks like the sponsors are alive and well. NHRA is on the rise. They're doing some really cool things. And after COVID, you know, we all were wondering, hey, where where are we going to go from here? But uh, I think NHRA is in good hands. Uh, I talk to them all the time and uh, about the status. Uh, there's some exciting things that we're going to announce. Uh, NHRA is going to announce about enhancing the the saturday show a little bit i'll let, i don't want to let the cat out of that bag but so there's some things that nhra is doing to try to really get the uh the friday and saturday crowds back up maybe we'll go back to four qualifying runs i'm not sure but as an owner uh we're ready snap on dodge uh all the people that help us out speed dog uh 
shift knobs, uh, Russell's moving, uh, Reuter Stokes, everybody that uh, that participates, you know, on our car, they're back. And so uh, you got to keep the finances going, Joe. That's how you keep buying parts. That's how you keep the people. And, um, you know, so, yeah, we're just going to go out there and swing and uh, start swinging. Whoever falls is going to fall. And hey, it might be us, but we'll get back up, dust ourselves off and keep going. Would you uh, choose to go back to four qualifying sessions at most races or, or whatever, uh, however we would determine that? But would that be a choice of Cruz Pedregon Racing? Yeah, you know, I think at the I think at the end of the day, you have to really look at the fan level interest. And so for me, if I can contribute to the fan uh, uh, experience to come on a Friday, then hey, I my obligation is to entertain the fans. They buy the tickets, they buy the merchandise. Without fans, what are we doing? So, uh, a lot of us are snap on customers. A lot of fans and uh, people out there are, are snap on tools customers. So, for me as an owner, I think we we should do what's right uh, with regards to uh, you know putting on the show. And if four runs is, uh, brings people out more than three, then so be it. There's always reasons and things to cut back on financially, budget-wise, but I think owners have to figure that out internally and work it out. And uh, and uh, yeah, just just uh, let's just, let's make some more runs, man. I love it. I love it. All right, Cruiser, thank you very much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Uh, you know, we'll be uh, sure to follow your announcement story for the Chili Bowl. Love that you're involved in all kinds of motorsport, and uh, love that you ended off the season. You get to be a race winner for like four right. months. So that, that was the best. That was the best part, Joe. Thank you, man. I appreciate the time. Take care, Cruz. Uh, say hi to Melissa, it. and we'll see you uh, hopefully at PRI or somewhere down the road real soon. You got it, man. Thank you. Uh, there he goes, Cruz Pedergon, with us here on WFO Radio. Greg Anderson will be next. You will see Greg here momentarily. Uh, but big thanks to Cruz, and very cool that he's got so much going on. Real quick, I want to tell everybody about the people who make it possible for me to do this show. Without these folks, and you know, today is Cyber Monday. I had someone post in the chat section, NHRA is doing like buy one, get one 50% off, which is pretty cool that the NHRA has got uh, that going on. We've got our own WFO store, but for Cyber Monday, like what I would hope you would do is subscribe to our YouTube channel, right? Subscribe and click the bell, all of that. So you never miss a show, but the people who make it possible for us to go WFO, Total Seal Piston Rings. Leader in ring seal technology. I'll be in their booth, 1525 at BRI next week. Not this weekend. Next week, uh, we'll be out there. Some really cool stuff happening. But go to their website. They have got a Cyber Monday sale going on right now. And uh, I, it's like discount off RacerNet, which is big deal. Go to TotalSeal.com to find out more information. Of course, Phillips-Connect.com. Jim Epler and that team, Smart Trailer Technology. Your stuff shouldn't be going over the road without being intelligently connected. Phillips-Connect.com. Of course, Bernie Speed Shop. That's Josh Hart. Over $5 million in inventory up there at Bernie's. Go to Bernie's.com. Follow their social media. Buying or selling muscle cars, exotic cars. Go to Bernie's. And if you want to frame off restoration or your windows tinted, they do it all at Bernie's in Ocala, Florida. Really appreciate those guys. Of course, told you a little bit about FTI. Later on in the show, I'll tell you about samtech.edu, Frank Hawley's Drag Racing School, and my buddy Marvin Rodak. But right now, for you pro stock fans, it's time to bring on a guy who is the only guy to win 101 NHRA pro stock events. Pro stock fans represent, share this, Greg Anderson. GA, how are you, bud? Great, Joe. How are you doing? 
Great, great. How was your Thanksgiving? I would imagine that, uh, you know, not, not that you're super weight conscious with the Pro Stock car, but no real reason to hold back this Thanksgiving. You could just attack. Yeah, unfortunately, I just finished the last of the turkey leftovers about an hour ago. So it's, it's still going. It's the gift that keeps giving. That's uh, right. But I love turkey. So it's all good. We had some turkey, some ham, and a little bit of everything else under the sun. And it's a great day. It was a great day to be with family. And uh, everybody was happy. No arguments. So all good. No arguments, right? They always talk about the big argument that happens. Family, you know? family arguments, Joe? <laughs> Not really. My family's always been pretty peaceful for the most part. How, how about you? Yeah. Yeah. Knock on wood. Lately, it's been pretty calm. But but there, there's probably been a few instances instances in the past where people have got a little excited about things but you got to keep politics out of it see that's what you yes. got to do that seems to be the the major contributing factor to the argument so you just got to uh, keep politics out of it and you're fine i thought it was like mountain motor versus 500 cubic inch or something that's what <laughs> no, happens in the Anderson. You know, racing's racing joe all racing's good there you go all right ga let's talk a little bit about this win uh to end the season first of all it was kind of odd that we had four different race winners than we did champions, which means we were celebrating eight different people at the end of that race, something uniquely NHRA drag racing. I mean, maybe in some levels of sports car racing, when we go to the 24 hours of Lamar Daytona, you're celebrating that many people, but it was kind of cool to see two truckloads of winners roll through champions and race winners. And you and Erica both got to celebrate in the final round. She's the champ. You're the race winner. I don't know. I'm just feeling all kinds of weird ties and synergies to that whole day. <laughs> it was, it was crazy. And, and, you know, I had a lot of fortune that day, Joe, there was, there was really only one way that I could find a way to get myself up to second place. And, and uh, second was, was a win for me. Second was the new, the new number one that weekend. It was, it was the best I could do and uh, everything fell in place. And Erica, she knocked out all of her teammates and that's, that's what allowed me, to find my way to second place. So uh, she's obviously a, a hell of a racer and, and she had a heck of a year and, and got what she went 10, 12 races. That's amazing. Races. That's amazing these days, Joe, you know how, how this class is right now that, that you've got so many cars that can run the same, can win all these great drivers. So yeah, for her to win 10 or 12, whatever it was races, that's, that's amazing. That's a heck of a year. So she certainly deserves to be champion this year. And all I can do is, Take my hat off. We, we put up a fight, but obviously not good enough. And, uh, you know, now we've got four months to try and figure out how to come back a little bit stronger and give her a bigger, a better run next year. Yes. Yeah. So there's a whole bunch of layers always. Right. And uh, it's like what people know and understand. And then the things that they can't know and they can't understand. And then there's everything that lies in between and all of that. But th this year wasn't just a normal year at KB Racing. Like you, you've, you've already said there's some things to be announced in the future, things about the future, Mr. Black retiring, Jason Line uh, stepping away from what had been his traditional role at KB Racing. Like there was a lot going on. You won two races, you won the finals, and you won the U.S. Nationals. Maybe not a typical Greg Anderson year, but I don't know. Put yourself on the curve, given all that stuff was going on, right? Like, did that, did that, all that extra attention that needed to be taken, did it have any kind of an effect on the racing first well, half of the season? You know, Joe, I don't like to make any excuses. We just flat got beat this year, but, but bottom line is, yes, there was a lot going on, a lot of changes, a lot of things going on, and obviously, Jason Lyon, a huge, huge part of 
our last 20 years of success. So you don't just replace that overnight. You know, that, that that's that's a heck of a void and a heck of a, a hole to fill. So, yeah, we're, we're, we were playing catch up most of the year. And we did make some gains and, and got back in the fight and were able to win a couple of races. And, and normally I would say that, you know, we, I only won two races and, and, and that's a little bit below probably average or below par for me. But if I really look at the two races, I won the, the U S nationals to be number 100 and then the world finals to be number one on one, really honestly, probably about the two biggest wins you could possibly get in the whole season. So how can you consider that a failure? Honestly, you know, a lot of people would give their left arm to, to say they had two big wins like that in a year. So I'm, I'm going to go into it as a positive. Going to go into this winter with a big smile on my face that we did win that last race and we did win number 100 at the U.S. Nationals. I couldn't have wrote the story better than that. So I'm going to say overall it was a, still a success. Do I want more? Absolutely. And we're going to try awful hard over the next four months to uh, – try and, and close the gap a little bit. The elite group has got a little bit of an advantage over us. Everybody saw that. We were able to narrow the gap a little bit, but not enough still. And, and uh, we'll keep digging, keep trying. Certainly no guarantees. And, and these next four months will be critical to our success next year. I've said it a million times. You have to make some hay in the off season. Otherwise it ends up being a long season. And, and the elite team made some serious hay last year. And therefore, they had a great year. So, you know, that's what it's all about. This time of year, you don't go lay on a beach. You don't goof off too much. And uh, you got to stick your nose to the grindstone. And you got to find a way to go forward with your program, find power, make your race cars better. And uh, nothing helps that project better than than winning the last event. And, you know, when you go to that banquet on Monday night and you sit there and you, and you watch the other teams, you know, Eric could get all the accolades that well-deserved it lights the fire. It absolutely stirs the pot. It lights the fire. It, it, that's the best motivator I can possibly think of towards coming home and wanting to work harder to try and get better because that's where you want to be. You want to be up on that stage next year, you know, accepting all those accolades. So that's what it's all about, Joe. So that's what we live for. And that's what she said. She said last year, and now you got it this year. It's amazing. Yep. She was two, you were one, you're two, she's one. Uh, amazing, but pro stock it, it is coming on. But it's going to be a little different now without this guy, Ken Black, the, his final race as an owner. He was out there. You want it. That's the extra motivation that you talked a little bit about. And um, the the reflections of his career, you don't think about things until they are like coming to an end or over. And I think Ken Black's involvement in drag racing is one of those things. Kind of a quiet guy behind the scenes. Um, honestly, I think as all the media channels, WFO, podcasts, all that stuff really started to come online, Ken had had his uh, stroke. And so it was kind of a different situation. He was healing. Um, to just watch him from behind the scenes this was 20 years that totally changed pro stock drag racing. Go back to 2000, what it was, 2022, what it is in between the Ken Black era and uh, to see him walk away from it. Just uh, really amazing what has happened. I'd love to hear you talk a little bit about that. Well, yeah, whole... Joe, not only, you know, did he do a ton for for the class, for 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 NHRA racing in, in general, and, you know, he ran a top field car for a few years, but but obviously 20 years with this KB racing team, I don't know where pro stock would be right now. If Ken black hadn't come along, you know, honestly, I, I, I can't guarantee you'd still be here. He was certainly, you know, great for the first 10 years before his stroke. And we made, 
you know, a, a heck of a race team here. And, and, you know, he allowed us to, to buy every piece of machinery that a guy would need to create the best pro stock parts on the, in the business. And, and, you know, he, he, he built a heck of a shop here and he allowed me to hire everybody that I wanted to hire. And, and you know, we, we made a great race team together. And then unfortunately he went down with a stroke and, and things got a little bit tougher. So it's been, you know, a, kind of two chapters with him. It's been nothing but glory for, for 10 years. And then the next 10 years, a little bit of tough, tough sledding and, and, and uh, you know, hoping and praying that he would, pull out of it we didn't know for six months if he would live and it was a tough tough deal and didn't know if that'd be the end of kb racing or what so i can't thank the man enough not only did he probably save the class but he certainly i wouldn't be here right now i wouldn't have 100 wins let alone one in, in pro stock and, and uh you know he made all my hopes and dreams come true and, and he still is and, and i i I don't want to go on without him. It's just come time where he needs to step away. He, he's getting of age now where it's hard for him to travel, hard for him to, to do all the normal things he does day to day. So we all understand. And uh, we think we've picked out, you know, the great, the great partners going forward. My next Ken Black basically is kind of how I'm looking at it. So uh, I've worried for a lot of years, where will I find another Ken Black? But I think I've I've gotten lucky the second time in my life, and I think I, I've struck it rich again. So it, it's going to be great going forward, and I, and I would love to give you all the details of that, Joe, but I need a little bit more time on that. But I, I think I, I, the best way I can say it is I think I found my next Ken Black, and that absolutely is something I never thought I'd ever find, and that's all I could ever ask for because it's been a wonderful ride with him. And, you know, as I say, I hate to race without him, but he's not going away. He's still going to come to races and, and cheer us on and, and – uh, you know, he's always going to be around. He's he's as solid as a rock. He's been our quarterback forever. He's solid as a rock, and, I, and I'm still going to treat him like he's still our quarterback. Yes. No, I, I agree, and I think it's great. And I, I don't know that people didn't – maybe they do realize that. Ken did stuff, man. He was uh, on a uh, hands-on kind of guy uh, handling business behind the scenes. And, um, you know, we are going to miss him. You mentioned – the next Ken Black, right? Uh, because Greg Anderson is a engine guy, pro stock racer who uh, is, you know, out there trying to compete with elite motorsports and otherwise. That's a storyline that we will gladly give you as much uh, room as you need. But we know that it's happening, right? The gears are turning. You said maybe after the first of the year, there's a lot involved. When that is announceable, we would love to have you back for that because it's yep, absolutely would love to do that, Joe. And I'm chomping at the bit. And, uh, you know, it, it's it's going to be great. And one of the main things I looked for going forward in this and in, in our new partners was I needed someone that had the passion for the sport that Ken Black had. And, and as I say, I think I found that in my my main goal, not only for me to be able to continue on with this race team and, and compete in pro stock, you know, as long as possible against the great elite team and all the other great racers out there. But I want this sport to be around. I want this class to be around. Well, I can't drive anymore. I want my son to be involved. I want, you know, everybody that works for me, I want their families to be able to be involved if they want to be. So I, I, I'd hate to say that it, it ended after my generation. I don't want that to happen under my watch. So I want to make sure it goes on and on and on. And that that's part of the planning on, on this new venture we've got going. It's, it's all about the future. Excellent. Excellent. You're very big overseas, apparently, because Dave uh, Moran says uh, hi from Bahrain. Hi, David. And, uh, and, uh, and Paul uh, Chandler, he's saying, what's up from London, England? Uh, GA, you've got big international, uh, you've got big international flavor out there. 
Well, those are a couple of pretty close friends of mine, to be honest with you, and, and uh, people we've met overseas on our uh, on our military uh, visits that we've taken over the years with Summit and with General Motors. All those military visits we've taken. Uh, that uh, David Marin's a uh, a captain in the Navy over there, and and uh, it's just uh, it's some great relationships we've made over there, and, and people you never you'll never forget. Can't thank them enough for what they do, but but they love to watch drag racing and. and David for sure stays in touch all the time. So great, to, great to hear from you, buddy. And, and be careful over there. Earl Nichols, who is a, a top alcohol dragster racer who won a race this year, wants to know, like, you know, is it power? Is it chassis management? Like, where did you feel like you were behind this year? And pro stock, from what I understand, the answer is always it's power. Well, horsepower is king in this class, and that's why we love to race in it. But but over the last 10, 15 years, it's it's become more than just the engine. It it now is the entire package. So, you know, we, we can go from one race to another and, and we can make our engine look great at one race and we can make that same very engine, make, make it look horrible at the next race. And it didn't lose 20 horse or 10 horse. It's all in car management and, and driver also drivers got to do a great job. So you got to have those three key ingredients. So the, the, the engine's got to be there. The driver's got to be there and the chassis and car management's got to be right on. Otherwise, you don't run those those great ETs. And, you know, the first thing you want to point your finger at all the time, obviously, is the engine. But simple truth is, yes, you can't run well without it, but you can certainly make your engine look bad. We've done it many times. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was impressed in Dallas, actually, where Erica was kind of running a rough shot over the field and you made the final round. And it was really weird because there was a blue lane and a red lane and the way it all worked out, Texas flag. Um, you didn't win the race, but you gave her a run for her money. Like you guys found and that's what I'm so interested in. I know you can't show that. Right. Like that's the secret sauce. Like we did this and then we did this and we did this. And now we've got to come up with that much more. And you went out there and you gave her a good run. And I thought that, you know, you guys were just going to get your doors blown off that like process. I say, like I said, you got to have those three key ingredients. Perfect. Every run you make. And we obviously didn't have those going all weekend and they did. And finally, by final round, we got closer to, to having the three in line. And that's why we were able to run closer. But you know, the bottom line is it's, it's, it's an incredibly tough class to race in, but that's why we love it. That's a 100% why I love this race, to, to race in this class. People think you must be nuts to want to race it, but that's why you want it. You want the baddest competition you can possibly get, and that's what we have, and it'll do nothing. We get tougher again this year, and that's why you feel so good when you win an event, when you win a world championship. It's it's euphoria. It's just you beat the best of the best, and it's, it's incredible competition. I've referenced the moment between you and Erica at the top end at the finals a few times with Courtney, who was on the other day when Erica came over and just, you know, she said, F, uh, because it was like, I'm frustrated, but like, you know, there's mutual respect, all these different things. And um, to see that moment, it told me everything I need to know about the relationships of the pro stock racers, but you two, the greatest of our modern era, like you guys are carrying the torch for pro stock so well. Um, just talk a little bit about that final and, and that relationship. Well, yeah, that was a great final, Joe. Obviously, we ran within a thousandth of each other, and, and she had an uncharacteristically, you know, for her late reaction time, and I probably had an uncharacteristically good one. So you'll have that. You know, it, it comes, it goes, and, and I, I can't explain it. You obviously try as hard as you can, and we've got a ton of respect for each other. We know 
what each other's capable of. Obviously, of all the championships and race wins we both had together, we know that we're both going to win our share. So you got to respect each other. But I, I think after it's all said and done, and, and we said it again after the season was over again, somehow, some way, Eric and I were able to hold off all these young guns for a second year in a row of the full onslaught of all these young guns. So we're pretty proud of that, both of us, to be honest with you. And, and, and you know, it's, it's, it's tough, Joe. They, these guys, they have absolutely zero problem going out there and being double O or teen on the light. Every time they let the clutch out, it's not even a challenge for them. And it's everything under my power to come up with those lights. So when you can find a way to, to come out on top of them, after the battle they put up and the way they can drive and the equipment they're in, it feels pretty darn good. So we're, we're both very proud of, of what we've been able to do and very proud of the class and glad we've got both. We've got, you know, the grizzled old veterans like myself, and I'm not calling Erica old, but she's got a lot of seat time, you know, probably Smart. second to me out there. So we're, we're the grizzled old veterans compared to the young guns out there. But these young guns nowadays, they're, they're fearless. They got the best equipment you could possibly sit in. And they have zero problem cutting reaction time. So go out and try and beat that every week. I agree. I agree. Here's someone, uh, and and I just want to mention Angie Smith coming up next. If you're a fan of Angie, start sharing the show. She's going to be on seconds from now. But I think this is one of the good news stories for 23. The return to Brainerd for Pro Stock. Uh, it's not been the same. We've got Warren, Jason, you, all from Minnesota. Let's not go there. Right. And everyone has always laughed about that. But now in 2023, we're going back to what I think is one of the best pro stock races. Um, let's start the hype machine now. Well, to me, it was about as crazy as when Minnesota, the state, lost the Minnesota North Stars hockey team. They were like the first state to lose a professional hockey team. Minnesota, where it all started, where, where hockey's king. That's all you that's all you learn when you grow up. You either play hockey or you do nothing. And and they were the first to lose a professional hockey team. So for Pro Stock to go away from Brainerd, yeah, I, I consider that about the same. And it's been, you know, two years, three years since we've been back there. And, and I can't wait to get back. And, and it's, 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 it's almost unreal that we haven't been going there. But, but it's all over now. We're going back. We're back to normal. And the life is good again. Excellent. All right. Is there anything? We just finished Thanksgiving. I know you're going to be doing uh, PRI. I'll see you there. There's all kinds of stuff going on, of course. But is there anything you want to leave the WFO universe off with? Uh, we'll talk the end of next year. You'll have your big announcement. There's all kinds of stuff. I know not everything is is perfect rosy right now. Like there's some stuff I'm hearing about, uh, you know, the bow tie on your shirt, et cetera. But we can talk about that in the future. But uh, what do you want to leave us off with as we get ready to go into the PRI show and the winter break? Well, one thing I want to do is I want to thank you, Joe. You you have been absolutely fantastic for this sport, for this class, and, and huge supporters of ours. I can't thank you enough. Your show's great. What you do at the racetrack on the weekend's fantastic. So thank God for Joe Costello. You've been great. Ah. Don't get too big ahead about that. No, but, it's, but it's too I, big. I'm not a guy to throw out compliments right and left, but I'm giving you, you one right now. You've been great. Thank you. So thank you. And, and as I said, I, I just want to reiterate how – positive I am right now how excited I am everything for the future looks good to me there really aren't any 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 dull spots everything is is just I think where we need it and uh, we're going to have another fantastic year next year and, and I expect and hope and pray that over the next four months we make a little bit of progress in our in our engine department and car department where we can start out maybe on an even you know foot with with the elite group and it'll be even better racing next year so you know it's it's 
I, I, I'm probably the happiest guy about having four months this year instead of three months because I need it. I'm a little bit behind, to be honest with you. So we'll see what we can do. There's certainly no guarantees. We may not make a gain number one, but I'm sure going to try. And, and I've got an extra month this year to, to try and get it done. So I'm happy about that. And, and Gainesville is obviously one of my favorite racetracks. I think it has a great place to start the chase off, start the season off. And, and you know, before you know it, it'll be here. So we got to yeah. dig in and and uh, and work hard, but yes, I will see you at the PRI, and uh, we'll 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 definitely chat up there. And I can't thank you enough for everything you do. So, thank you all. Thank you, fans. It's it's been another great year, and and uh, I'm not going anywhere. Here, here, good to hear. You can't. No, you're trapped. We got you. It's over. All right, Greg. Thank you very much. Uh, enjoy your time. Get back to work. Say hi to the guys, please, for me as well on behalf of the WFO universe. And uh, we'll see you in a week at PRI. Uh, go find some horsepower. Thanks, Joe. See ya. There he goes. Greg Anderson with us here on WFO Radio. How about GA? Unbelievable. I got to put this user in, uh, in timeout, right? We got Angie Smith coming up just seconds from now. I don't know how to react to the compliment. Honestly, I don't know how to react. Bob Bender's out there, though. He says I'm the best. Thank you, Bob. I appreciate it. All right, we're going to go to Angie in a second. I need everybody to share. Angie Smith is coming on. This is the big finish of the show. I book these shows in a in pattern. Cruz, GA, Angie Smith. Definitely going to be the one to bring us home. So fans of Pro Stock Motorcycle, the whole category, share the show while I tell you about a couple people who make it possible for me to go WFO. Like Marvin Rodak, coffee, hot sauce, spice rub. But in, in my money uh, here, I think this is the best Christmas gift you can get for your people out there. Call Marvin, 817-924-6821, and ask for the holiday packs. Pound of coffee, bottle of hot sauce, container of spice rub. And then you send it out to someone and they get to go through the whole Rodax experience of op uh, opening it up and the smell and the aroma, right? It's not a smell because that's bad. An aroma is good of coffee. 817-924-6821. Frank Hawley's Drag Racing School, different, but the same. As in would make a great gift, maybe slightly higher scale. Uh, you're going to send someone on a day experience with Frank Hawley to hang out. I think they will love that and love you for it. Go to frankhawley.com. And then, of course, samtech.edu is the School of Automotive Machinists and Technology where people need to decide for themselves what their career is going to be. And this is a good one. EFI tuning, machine shop stuff, as in blocks and heads and CNC program, all that. samtech.edu. Get on the phone. Call Brian Massengill and tell him you heard about it on WFO Radio. And now the big finish, right? Angie Smith joining the show Angie, congratulations. Huge win, Auto Club Finals. Thank you. It was a pretty awesome day for us. Yeah. What do you mean? You guys, first of all, you it was it was a day that you had experienced once before, correct? He wins the championship. You win the race at the Auto Club Finals. That seems like one in a million, and yet it has happened like three of the last, or, or a couple times in the last four years. Well, in 2020, we thought that was just kind of a fairy tale ending. We thought it would never happen again. You know, not many times, not many times does he not go to the semifinals or finals or whatever. You know, he's a really good racer. So for me to be another part of in the finals too, you know, it was just another fairy tale ending. That's all I can say. You know, we have an agenda. And like I posted on my social media, you know, me and Lisa, we always joke and but we're serious about all the things that we're going to do on that day. And it's win the race and it was Matt win the championship and me win the race. And we joke it, we joke about it, but we're really serious and we want it to happen. And 
it all happened except for I didn't finish second and missed second by nine points, but I wasn't disappointed. You shouldn't be. You shouldn't be. It was a, it was a great year. Although like, you know, it depends on how you want to look at things, right? Like I can think of a couple of races where weird stuff happened uh, with your glove, uh, just l little things. And at the end of a year, when you finish third by just a couple of points, you can go back to any one of them and go, ah, I needed one round, but don't do that. I, I've already went back. Don't worry. I already did it. I went back through the things and, you know, but I think when I do that, it's, it's self-building and it helps me not make the same mistake twice. I have to learn from my mistakes. And so I go back and you don't know how many video footage that I have watched since I've been home from Gainesville, just things that I want to learn, especially from the onboard camera. You know, I went back and watched a lot of those videos and you can learn so much from that stuff. And, you know, there's rounds here, rounds there, and little points here and little points there that, you know, as a driver that I messed up, that it could have been a different outcome. But like I said, I am not disappointed at all. Right. And it's all how you want to choose to look at it. Well, Matt won. And so the trophy stays in the family. Uh, you finished third. You got a race win. Send some cool photographs. Like, look at that. <laughs> yeah, that's funny because... Um, I've always, no so since, um, I guess last year, we've been doing confetti, confetti cannons in our, in our winter circle and I always get them and they're always in the trailer and it's, the rules are you don't touch the confetti cannons until we've actually won. Don't even get them out of the cabinet. Don't talk about it. Nothing. They're in there. Everybody knows where they are. And, um, I had ordered special ones for me. Oh, <laughs> the really? Multicolored ones because I always got black and silver for Matt, but I'll, I ordered special ones for me and they were in there. And so I ordered the multicolored ones. So I told him, I said, get all the confetti cannons. And they wanted to know, well, you know, what's the difference? And I was like, there's a difference. And then when we shot them, they all knew because I wanted color because I just like the colors. It was pretty. I got, I get the generic ones for Matt and I get right. the purple ones for me. I mean, yeah. Whoever pays the bill, that's how that works sometimes. <laughs> you get a, a, a personal preference. Rat Tornow out there saying, what's up? Says Angie's the best. Uh, Blake, congratulating you on your win. Lauren out there, congratulating you on your win. Selena's out there hanging out. What's up, Selena? Uh, appreciate all of that. Um, I'm, I'm looking at the race. I, I want to focus on the race. You were number four qualifier, got through Freddie. Uh, you were able to take care of Jerry. Steve Johnson in the semis, he didn't uh, really get started, but you were 20. And then 017 in the final round. And so I'm looking at those two final two rounds down the racetrack, 20 and 17. That combination on your bike is going to be difficult for Matt Smith to deal with. Right. Like uh, as you know, I know he's your husband, but he is also your closest competitor in the 2023 championship uh, chase. Th this year was an evolution year for Angie Smith. Are you going to be able to like grow from here? Um, I think so. You know, we are constantly working on improvements. He's going to focus again on the Suzuki program. Uh, I think you'll see him. He's, I think what his goal is, he's going to try and win a championship on the Suzuki, but I'm going to try and win a championship on the V-Twin again. So there's going to be some battles in the household. You know, you got to finish in the top 10 in the regular season, or you got to be there close enough in the top 10 to compete for the championship. So, you know, anything can happen. It's racing. And, 
you know, I think this year what I did in the off season and my motto this year was, and I, you probably remember me saying this, it's not where you start, it's where you finish. And I always said that. And I think we tested a lot of things in the regular season, but when it come to the countdown, it was all business. It was all racing. And, you know, we had to put our best foot forward to make the best runs possible. I mean, I did okay in the regular season, but I really shined in the countdown and it was really, I put my head down. I really focused. Did I have some screw ups? Absolutely. I screwed up. You know, I red lit in the final to Joey at Reading and there's things like that, but I come back, I analyzed it and I made, I made all my changes better. There it is. There There's it is. Oh, the door is opening right behind you. It's like, this is dramatic. Who could this be? I wonder who's at Angie's house. It's Matt Smith. What's up, champ? How are you? Can he hear me or no? Yeah. Hey, he hear how you. you doing, Joe? What's up, Matt? We got to get you on here as well. Happy Thanksgiving to both of you. I appreciate you guys. Matt, what did you think of this when you first saw, uh, since we got you there, Angie's, uh, what'd you call it? Peacock blue, uh, Angie? Yes. Yeah, peacock blue Sherry Hill dress. Yeah. Looks stunning. She looks beautiful. Yeah. No, definitely. What a great uh, awards banquet. You accomplish all your goals. But this is your wife's winner interview, so you can't you can't take up too much of her time. No, I'm good. You, you deal with her. Okay. We'll get you on the champ interview, though. I didn't just kick a six-time champ off the show, if you're wondering. That's not what happened. But you've yes, earned it. It's fine. I'll keep them out. All right. Did you have fun at the banquet, at the uh, awards ceremony? We, and had any a blast. Time? we had a blast. I think we have so much. So there's a couple girls that get ready with us, Brandy Lynn and Lisa and Erica and Amy, um, which is Matt's crew guy's wife. Yes. We have a blast. I think we have the party is in our room before the banquet even starts because so, we have so much fun getting ready together. The girls come and fix us up. And so it's so much fun because we talk trash and we have a cocktail here and there. So we have a lot of fun in the pre-party. Did you like the actual party? It was our first year at that. Uh, I did. Jason Logan, DJing, thumbs up. I loved it. Oh, the low zone, getting a little love. We had a happy hour with Courtney and him yesterday. If you haven't watched the happy hour, guys, you need to go back and watch that happy hour. I know it was Thanksgiving weekend, uh, but it's all very relevant information for the next four months. Thank you very much. Gossip and behind the scenes stuff of NHRA. But yes, he did a great job as the DJ and we were all very excited. A lot of big moments, a lot of fun things happening out there at the awards banquet. We had a we had a good time, and that was all covered on the on the happy hour show. Um, let's let's take through some photos. Obviously, the winter circle celebrations and all, but like I was I was very fortunate to be right there when you climbed off the bike, man. You 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 got to experience that win. I don't think there's a better place than Pomona. There's not. I mean, Pomona. <laughs> let me say this conditions going in was better conditions than we've ever had at Pomona. So we knew it was going to be fast. And Pomona is kind of a nail biter when it comes to pro stop motorcycle, just because of our brakes and things like that, because it's short, we don't have parachutes. So right. all we have is the brakes. It was so fast, Joe, we, I had to change brake pads on my bike every other run. But wow. I was okay with that. But I mean, it's just still like, it's an eye opener when you, when you go to other tracks like St. Louis and Gainesville and all those tracks that are long shut down and you don't have to think about it. You had to really be aware of where the finish line was and you had to be on the brakes and there is some bumps in the 
on the in the shutdown. So you have to be aware of that too. So you just have to be aware. It's not one of those where you make a hundred percent of your focus on the six seconds that you're making the run. You have to at Pomona, you have to make your whole focus, like the whole entire track until you make the turnoff. I mean, Matt went in the sand. I'm running him. He qualified. He goes in the sand. I'm like, Lord, but everything was good. You know, it's just one of those things. You just got to be aware of it. Well, Matt, Matt going in the sand, right? Like he just nosed it in, but it was, it was more than just a uh, nose in it. He buried it pretty deep, but if that doesn't tell you, but that is, that is one of the challenges yeah. of, of Pomona. It, there's nowhere to build beyond where is already built. It is a neighborhood. There's a golf course. There's a, that's it. That's all we got. And it, as you're trying to go as fast as you can, you got to time that stripe to go through your braking process. So how long does a pair of a set of brake pads normally last? Oh, I can go. Usually I can go two to three races, four races. And and you're getting two runs. Normally you're going three races and now you're doing two runs. And it's not that the brake pads were completely wore out is they got so hot in the shutdown because you have to apply so much pressure on the brakes that they would glaze over. So you just take them out, put in a new one on. I can go back and put those brake pads back in and run it at like St. Louis or Gainesville and something like that. But ah. to have to have a hundred percent stopping power and to stop and not go in the sand we were putting them on every other pass just to be safe because as you know i have been that one person that <laughs> went through the sand trap and i didn't want to be another statistic so yeah at least there was a nice nice wonderful cornfield instead of a like a net but yeah i remember seeing that one from nhra tv or wherever yeah. i was and i was like that is not not That's good all right and, and, and since uh, a, a comment always adds to another question if you can answer this one as best as you can, has there been any talk of putting parachutes on pro stock bikes? Like to me, it seems, I don't know, this is a problem that we never really discussed, but since you mentioned it, has that ever been discussed? Has that ever been kicked out there? It has been discussed. However, there's a lot of factors um, with our bikes being light. Um, you're putting like 15 pounds of weight, 10 to 15 pounds of weight on the, on the wheelie bar itself. So that's one of the factors. And then, when a parachute blossoms, you know, I've never been in a car or anything, so I don't know how that really works, but I do. When it blossoms, it picks the back end of the car up, I think. So you don't want it picking the back end of the bike up because our bikes are 600 pounds, 625, 640 pounds with the rider, which top fuel Harleys have, they're a thousand pounds. So they're significantly heavier than us. And you don't want the back end of the bike to be picked up when the parachute blossoms. So, you know, I think there would, there's going to be a lot of, has to be a lot of research and testing and things like that before that's ever implemented. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I mean, well, it's just, I don't know. It's, I don't even want to go there. Right. Like it's been so good yeah. for the past couple of years. We've had safe racing. Or just leave it alone. <laughs> yes, exactly. Which is what racers hate when you start having to re-engineer everything. And it's been really great. The 202, 203, uh, mile per hour runs every once in a while. It gives the fans a big wow moment, yes. but it's not crazy and out of hand. No. And I think the fans love the side by side 200 miles an hour. From my standpoint, I think the fans go crazy when you have two people going 202, 203 miles an hour side by side. That's what they want to see. 199 is great, but 200 and 202 is way better. 
and it's only three miles an hour, but it's way better. Absolutely. All right. So how are you going to, what's your winter break plan? Uh, we know Matt is, you know, looking for horsepower. He's got the whole Suzuki program. You've got client bikes. We just talked about Rat Tour now. What a great year he had. Uh, yeah. You help a lot of people out there. You know, you work in the shop, but uh, you've got more time. We'll see. You know, what's funny is you don't have more time than you normally do. You have the exact same amount of time that you have yeah. normally had waiting for the Gator Nationals. I do. I have the same exact time. You know, the boys, they are going to take all the Suzuki motors apart, service them. We're going to be hard on the engine dyno with the Suzuki program. We're actually going to stick a couple of my motors on the engine dyno as well. We're going to do some tweaks, which I can't tell you because it's pro stock. Right. What those tweaks are. <laughs> and hopefully we're going to find a little bit more horsepower with our program. And, you know, it's going to be good. We are taking a mini, well, not a mini vacation. We are taking a vacation for Matt's 50th birthday since Matt buys everything that he wants all the time and he doesn't leave anything for me to buy him for Christmas or birthday and all that, which I, I end up getting him gifts anyway. I told him it's 50. It's a big one. It's a milestone. So I told him wherever you want to go. I'll take you and I'll pay for everything, whatever. So he picked a cruise in the Caribbean. That's where we're going. Lisa's going with us and Lisa and Brian and his sister and her husband and the kids and his mom. So we're going to have a great time. We're going for seven days and it's going to be awesome. So we're leaving on New Year's Eve. So that seven days, we're not going to be at work. But I can tell, tell you this, that with him not being able to work for seven days, he will be working six and seven days a week prior and after because he feels like he lost time at the shop built finding horsepower. I love Tell you. <laughs> I'm going to psychoanalyze that, right? Like and it's yeah. true. Like the drag racer doesn't like vacation. The acknowledging, acknowledging vacation uh, is eh, like, no, we're, we're, there's work, there's work there. We're working because this is a drag racer is a creature who loves to work and uh vacation. It's fine and all and necessary health wise. Like you gotta, you gotta disconnect yeah. for a the little bit. The first two or three days on the cruise, he'll be fine. <laughs> Day four through seven. I'll probably be able to get ready to kill him, but it's okay. I mean, you going out of Miami, you going out of Fort Lauderdale. Where are you going? Out? Uh, Port Canaveral, Orlando. Oh, going out of Orlando. Yeah. Okay, so there it is. Dominican Republic, um, St. Thomas, and St. Martin. Oh, so. you will love it. That is that is tremendous. That that is great. And uh, I wish you guys a great time. Like, have fun, enjoy. It's right around the corner. Uh, you know, PR. What about PRI? You going to do PRI here in a few? Yes. So okay. we are going to be at PRI for the day on Thursday. We're going to fly up. Um, see, this is another thing. This is another Matt Smith story. He can't be gone from the shop that long. So we're flying up on Wednesday night late. We're going to do PRI in one day and we're flying back that evening because he's got work to do. That's right. He's he got says. work to do. So. Right, let's talk about this 50th birthday milestone. Let me ask you this. I just see yeah. you now as a friend, right? Not as a work colleague, as okay. a friend. Matt just turned 50. Yes. Like at the finals weekend, he became it was 50. Friday. It was Friday. Okay. So I'm about to go through that process. I know everybody thinks they all say, Oh, Joe, how can you possibly be almost 50? You look so young and amazing. And I tell them, Oh no, it is true. I am almost 50. Uh, you believe that this is a milestone, right? That, that I, that something should be done to signify this out of the ordinary birthday uh, cadence. Would you say? 
I would say that, but you're, are you baiting me for something? To say? No, I'm, I'm, I, well, no, I'm going through this. I just had this talk with my yes. friends the other day because yes. I'm thinking I about think there's nothing. Good, I mean, do nothing. That's possibility number one. Do nothing. Handle it like any other. Just for sure. whatever. And then there's do something. Then there's like go big and make a spectacle out of yourself, which is not really my thing. Um, and then there's everything that lies in between. How seriously should I take this? 50? Pick one thing that you want to do, whether it's go to Europe or go to Australia or do something. And like Matt had all these options and he picked this, but do something that you've wanted to do for several years and say, then we're going to, I'm going to do it on my 50th birthday or around my 50th or the 50th year. And I just think, I think you should do that. I mean, I've always done something for, for my mom and my dad. We always did something on 50, 60 and 70. It's just, you know, you know, 40 is good. You know, I passed that milestone. I haven't got to 50 yet. I'm a ways. I'm Obviously a long, several, way. several, several years away from that. I was shocked that you said 40, but okay. But anyway, um, but I think 50, 60, 70, I just think that, you know, you either need to go do something that you've always wanted to do or get a group of people and go do something. Actually, Lisa's husband, Brian, is turning 50 in a couple of days. So we're having a group birthday party celebration for the two of them. That's wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So do something I've been trying to do for a long time. I'm going to be playing the Powerball on that uh, weekend and maybe yeah. I'll win it finally. That's right. Yeah. Angie, great job. Thank you very much. Thank you for making the time for us here. Uh, wanted to catch up with you on your on your win. And uh, thank you for your friendship also. You're always so kind and welcoming. And where were we driving around on a golf cart in Sonoma? Was that Sonoma with Jason Logan? Chase that guy down? Like, I don't know. We had a bunch of stuff going on. Uh, but it was a very fun year and yeah. uh, a big part of it. And I think yes, it was Sonoma. It was Sonoma. We chased him. <laughs> We have such a great time together. And, you know, I just want to say, you know, to, you know, everything that we're going to do next year is going to be a very, very exciting year in Pro Stop Motorcycle. I will say that, you know, wow. Joey's been a thorn in my side for a little bit of the year and I got a little bit of redemption in the final. And, you know, he's truly a class act. You know, when I get beat, I'm pretty mad at myself. But he come over there and gave me a hug and he was like, you earned that one and you did good. So, you know, hats off to Joey, you know, you yeah. know, we, we both took Matt out together, I guess you could say. And, uh, yes. Well, so Matt we said have, we have a little bet, like we got to gang up on Matt. So Matt said that Joey was going to be the, the thorn in his side. And he was. And I've, you know, like I want to see what's good for the class. Right. And what's good for the class is a variety of interesting characters that you know maybe one day they're likable and maybe the next day you don't like them and you know it's like a it's a soap opera if you will and um you guys have done such a great job since we're talking about that let me ask you about one of your longtime competitors who's not going to be back with vance and hines and you guys always talk about the death star and all of that stuff and i'm just like thinking the pro stock motorcycle class is really great when angel is there somewhere and you always know some rumors what do you think about the way that has all gone down? And uh, I hope, I hope we see her somewhere. I think you will. Um, that girl doesn't give up. Let me tell you, she has, she has the burning desire in her, in her heart and her soul, just like I do. She doesn't give up. You know what, you know, my philosophy is one door closes, another one will open. However, you know, it's probably a tough one right now. 
and you just got to get through the the pain and the hurt or whatever it is and i don't think that anybody i don't think god gives us challenges that we can't accept and that we can't get through and i think she will get through it and i think she will be back out there she has to find the right fit for her and you know it's just one of those things um i think it goes along with the business you know yeah it's hard out here when you're put on a bike to perform and the expectations and you know everything i have failed miserably in past years miserably and i have gotten fired from sponsors and i have lost my ride and you know my husband's had to tell me that i'm taking a break and i'm not racing anymore because i gotta get my together things like that it's hard and then you come back and you come out swinging with a vengeance it's just one of those things and i feel bad for her but i know that she, what she will do you know she will come back and she'll be back and be better it just it just that's just what happens and yeah. it's just the nature of the business it sucks in this time right now it sucks really bad for her but she will claw her way out of it i know she will yeah, spoken from someone who has been like on, you know, we've got a great sponsor. Oh, they've disappeared. Uh, yeah. You know, you guys have gone through your fair share of very challenging situations. And uh, from my judgment, you're having your best times in the sport right now. So uh, a celebration for that. And obviously, uh, we won't want to see Angel back out there next year as well. Angie, thank you so much again. Thank you for your time. Thank you for that comment. I know it went somewhere, but, uh, you know, we're talking about the soap opera that is Pro Stock Motorcycle. That's right. And boy, and boy isn't it. Say hi to Matt. Thank you very okay. much. And uh, we'll see you at PRI on Thursday from like 8 to 1045. 8 to 5 and I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> Later, Angie. Take care. All right. See you. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Angie Smith with us here on WFO Radio. How about that, Angie Smith, Matt Smith with a little cameo. And if you love the category, share the show. It's as simple as that. But I got other stuff for you, too. Don't disconnect immediately. I wanted to let you guys know about a couple of things we got going. Okay, the WFO store is rolling. And I know you're thinking, well, like T-shirts and stuff, Joe. Like, I know you got uh, T-shirts and everything. And we do. For the WFO fan, mugs and hats and the Morris Motorsports swag and Miami Hollywood Speedway retro gear and all of that. But also, today's Cyber Monday. It's kind of an Amazon thing. We have got an Amazon store where I have placed a couple of uh, gift ideas that I think will be good for your drag racing friends. For instance, books, books. Like think of the books that have come out in the past couple of years. You can get them all at the link I just posted in the chat section. Games, toys for kids. I went through a process a couple of years ago where I said, man, I'm going to look for some stuff. And then when I did it once, I decided to do it for everybody. So if you're ever panicked for something, just go to the WFO store and you'll find something worthwhile. And also products that I use, like my amazing Breville air fryer, which is on sale here on Cy Cyber Monday, uh, et cetera. All right, let's put your comments in the comment section before we get on out of here. And I will just tell you about the people who genuinely make it possible for me to go WFO, uh, like our Patreons, patreon.com slash WFO radio. It's so weird. At the end of the season, WFO picks up patrons. These are people who pay to support the show, whether it be five bucks a month or 50 bucks a month. It's up to them, really. 
Go to patreon.com slash WFO radio. Yes, there's one for those of you that are thinking that because I think it's crazy too. Yeah, no illusions. Like I'm stunned that we have one Patreon, let alone all of these people who want to support the show behind the scenes. And now they're all friends and they're going to hang out together and I'm not even invited anymore. It's like, I don't even know how to feel about it. Patreon.com slash WFO radio. You can find all this stuff at our website. Of course, our great friend, Matt Clark down in Australia, Marvin Rodak, Rodak's coffee and grills.com. Get the coffee, the hot sauce, the spice rub. Yes, it makes a great gift. And this is all designed to make your life easier. You'll be super creative, but just don't let your other people talk to each other. And if they, they do, that's fine. You know, he got me, he got us all coffee. Great idea. Frank Hawley's Drag Racing School. Of course, the Dragster Adventure. FrankHawley.com. SamTech.edu. Bernie Speed Shop. Josh Hart. Jumping on board with WFO. Two-thirds of the way through the season. Really appreciate that. But go to their website and just shop. Browse. Whether it be exotic cars, muscle cars. They've got a giant inventory at Bernie's. And most importantly, it's about making Bernie's part of your motorsport knowledge. When you think Josh Hart, you're thinking Top Fuel, RNL Carriers, but you also got to think about Ocala, Florida, Bernie Speed Shop. We've got a massive facility up there dedicated to the car culture that we love. Phillips Connect, phillips-connect.com, smart trailer technology. If you're in the transportation industry, if you know someone in the transportation industry, you should talk about smart trailer technology, keeping track of the loads, keeping the loads safe on the roads. Simple as that. FTI performance transmissions and torque converters. I have got a story that I'm watching. A friend of mine doesn't know that I'm following the story. Switched from a three-speed transmission to a power glide transmission. He got it at FTI. I only assume it's because he heard me talking about it. Uh, and it's been interesting. The consistency is really where it's at. Go to FTIperformance.com, converters, transmissions, and they will be at PRI. And I will be in their booth for a little bit. So... Uh, pay attention to my social or uh, swing by the booth, ftiperformance.com. And then there's Total Seal Piston Rings. The leader in ring seal technology, totalseal.com, booth number 1525 at PRI. They're going to have some really cool stuff going on. We're going to be broadcasting. We're not going to be broadcasting. We're going to be recording sessions of Hidden Horsepower, the podcast. But they've got some interesting stuff going on at Total Seal right now. Cyber Monday, Total Seal. So if you're thinking about ordering rings, if you've been wondering, like, when is the right time to order rings right now, you're getting a pretty good discount. So the time is now to order your rings for the 2023 season. Go to TotalSeal.com or just get on there and connect with them. I think it was the 20% off racer net, I believe is what it is. I'm trying to bring up the uh, deal on Twitter and Twitter's not coming up. Why is Twitter unstable all of a sudden? Like, what's going on with that? Twitter used to be the most stable of all the things, and now it's unstable. I don't quite uh, get it. I don't understand. But nonetheless, go check it out and uh, check out TotalSeal.com. They've got great things going on, and uh, we appreciate them. Shout out to our friend Steve Brenwald from Brenwald Media. Does hero cards, graphic arts, design, et cetera, and so on. All right, let's see what people have to say out there in the WFO universe. Yeah, I'm just chilling. It's Cyber Monday. Go buy something. All right, let's see what people have to say. Love Bernie's Josh reps Florida quite well in top fuel. Uh, yeah. Well, especially Ocala, Florida, right? You got Garlitz and you got Josh Hart. They got two top fuel legends within seven miles of each other. What's up with Ocala, right? But it is true. Like, Joe, could you please have Bruno Massel on the show, please? 
Thank you, Blake. We'll, uh, we'll work on Bruno. But just so you know, Blake, Bruno is in the archive. So you can definitely go back and find his competition eliminator world championship interview from a year ago. But I don't think Bruno will be a tough get, frankly. Scott says, great show, WFO. Everyone, Scott came out to our big WFO meetup for Patreons in Vegas. That was an awesome uh, thing. It's a buying kind of day. Yeah, I'm, I'm worried about buying. I'm going to be buying. Joe, thanks for the show. We have the same birthday. Uh, I got nine years on you. Do you know my birthday? Nine years? You're 59? You're about to be? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's not normally during the season, right? So I don't get to make a big fuss about my birthday. It's uh, So it's you. It's me. It's Josh Friedman, who you don't know, and uh, FDR and Corey Mack. We all have the same birthday. Great show, as always. Thank you all for jumping on board on this Monday. You know, this Monday, midday time, decent audience. Not everybody was uh, aware that we were coming on. But I do recommend you go check out the Happy Hour Show with Jason Logan and Courtney Enders. It happened Wednesday before Thanksgiving, and we had a great time. Yes, there were laughs about me and Jason having the same tuxedo. There were all kinds of fun bits going on about the NHRA Awards banquet. But you really got an inside inside story of everything that's going on in the sport of drag racing. We had a real, really great time. That is available on YouTube, the WFO Radio TV YouTube channel. And uh, what's coming on later on this week? Well, I can tell you, I am doing something. I am hosting. It's called E-Part Trade Industry Week. And it is like an online seminar version of PRI. And they do a live stream and they're on right now. And I will be involved starting tomorrow through Friday. And I will be doing um, regular motorsports, like different customers that they have. And I will be doing a question and answer, asking questions of these people and giving them the opportunity to talk about their products, right? But also in there are a couple of NHRA interviews. On Friday, we're going to have some stuff NHRA themed, uh, Thursday, et cetera. But I will have time to do what I would call normal WFO programming. And so I need everybody to be ready. Uh, I'm going to talk with Reinhardt tomorrow. I'm hoping for 12 noon Eastern. I'm going to see if he can go an hour earlier. It's not confirmed just yet. I'm going to see if he can go an hour earlier. Why? Why would I want to go an hour earlier tomorrow? And the answer is I am getting into the World Cup situation. And the United States is in a must-win match against Iran or Iran, depending on how you want to say it. It is must-win for the United States versus Iran. Not one of our greatest uh, allies, spoken with great sarcasm. And uh, it's a very important match. It's like win and advance. And so I'm going to try to start the show a little bit earlier. If Reinhardt can't do it, we'll do the show with it on in the background. But you don't have to have World Cup fever to know that that's a pretty big one. Uh, then on Wednesday, get this for an unusual time. Ready? Wednesday, Brittany Force World Championship interview, 6.30 p.m. Eastern time. As of now, 6.30 p.m. Eastern time, Brittany Force, Wednesday. Kind of like a late happy hour show with Brit. Going to talk about her world championship, the championship run, all of that stuff with Brittany Force. And then the rest of the time I'll be on uh, Epar Trade Industry Week 
And some of that time will be with John Force Racing, which I'm uh, pretty excited about. All right, we got more comments. Let's see what these comments uh, are. Uh, Blake, thanks, Joe. Art, your show is a surprise, but it was very good. It was You were surprised that the show was very good. Thanks, Art. I think I appreciate that. I know what you mean. Joe, you can drive the big girl for your birthday. Oh, Bob Bender with the big girl. Right? The big white station wagon that we did an attention the pits on out in uh, Atlanta. Bobby Bender, a, a very well-loved uh, Lucas Oil Series racer. Thanks for being out there, Bob. Will there be an ignition show? Asked Pickle Rick. Yes, Ignition will go on tonight. If you would like to watch it recorded live, you have to become a Patreon. If you'd like to chime in live and enable your camera, that's for Patreons. But the audio is available for everybody, and it's been pretty interesting. Troy and Giovanni, their bet has been decided. The University of Miami Hurricanes were less than 500 on the season. Troy wins the bet. How will he torture Giovanni? The Miami Dolphins continue to play great football. Amazing. We're going to talk about that. Of course, we'll talk racing. Mar uh, uh, Matea Bonotto out at Ferrari. Everybody wanted him out. They ran him out on a rail, right? It's pretty much what happened. Is that a good move? Eh, I don't know. And we'll talk NHRA drag racing and some of the great stuff that we've heard uh, here on the show today. Yeah, the Ignition show is not all racing. If you're looking for something that is 100% nuts and bolts, the Ignition podcast is not it. If you're looking for something where you're going to get to know the people on the show and you're going to laugh about the funny things that they've got going on in their lives and, uh, you know, like a morning zoo except without structure, that's the Ignition show. But we do keep you up on NASCAR and NHRA. We keep you up on the happenings of Formula One and Ferrari in particular. Any PRI news, I'll be at PRI. And uh, Matt Hartford's going to be there. I was going to say got to be there. Just the happy hour show was excellent, says Selena. I agree, Selena. No, Courtney and Jason were great. A lot of fun. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Appreciate all you for joining on Monday. Now I need you to share, retweet, repeat. Let's blow this thing out. WFO. <laughs>